Welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. His practice is Kuyper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experience, Greg knows that without connection with ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you have a question or comment, you can feel free to call into the show. The number is 425-373-5527, or you're always welcome to go to kypercounseling.com where you can connect with Greg, learn more about his various offerings, listen to other of uh, episodes of this podcast. And you can also check out Greg's YouTube channel, Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuyper. And uh, lastly, feel free to email him at connectionthroughawareness at gmail.com. Hello, Greg. Hello, Stacy. I am actually Zooming in today from Florida. So I just want to let people know that if things get wonky, that is why. Well, I, I am watching a torrential downpour as you sit in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> right out the window here. Well, you know, <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. No, I have a uh, sunburn and, uh, oh, no. you know, it's you had it's to do it. Fine. Didn't you? I did. I went there. Um, but you know, we're just we're just about staying connected. That's what we do. There you go. Connected with your sunscreen today. It's, well, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So um so last week uh you circled around uh, all of the work that we've been doing for these past couple of months on individual awareness. You circled it back and how it relates to the couples counseling that you do. Yeah. Brought it back into that context, you know, the relationships. And, and it, I shared a story about a session I had with a couple that I've been working with who had an incident occur between them uh, that had triggered the unconscious illusions of the past that they had been so working so hard on uh, monitoring those triggers, and, and it just happened. Um, mistakes happen as we're trying to improve. And, you know, through our work together, they had made really significant strides in understanding each other's triggers and illusions and catching themselves when they were about to trigger or be triggered. This time they missed. It happens. And, and I think there's a good lesson here as, as we try to work, talk about this today and work through it. Um, uh, it, it, it. It is a lesson, and it's, uh, it helps us, these incidents that can happen, help us to move forward positively rather than uh, uh, think of it neg negatively. Okay. Right? So... You know, these reactions we have, these automatic reactions we have, are, are carefully crafted as responses that we have honed over time to shield us from our feelings and emotions or protect us from a presumed threat. And, and we have a hypervigilant baseline of wariness and anticipation when we do this. And this, and this is a very much a part of our unconscious personality waiting to spring into action with rehearsed behaviors or words, reactions. We know nothing of it because it exists in our unconscious, the infamous autopilot we talk about so much. Yep. 
And this autopilot is inherently laden with anxiety. It's just part of it. After all, it is to varying degrees a vigilance, right? And that very word exudes anxiety. So here we are, cruising along every day with this autopilot running the show, fueled by some level of anxiety. For many of us, this unconscious anxiety is kept in check, right? Hidden away carefully in a secret place inside us. Or we've tied it down in restraints that we've fabricated. And the very act of hiding or restraining it becomes, it creates more anxiety. But it is all kept in this unconscious realm so it doesn't interrupt our daily lives until it does. Boy, does it. Yeah. So a word or behavior from another, someone we're in a relationship with, springs the door open or breaks the shackles and the anxiety from our illusions bursts out, expresses itself in our own reaction of words or behaviors, which provides a perfect trigger for the other to let their anxiety escape. And here we go, back into the critical loop, the illusions. The other day, I was preparing financial records for my accountant as, here it is, tax time once again. Woohoo! Yeah. I mean, That's I, a trigger. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Where's the <laughs> illusion, though? Um, There's no illusion. <laughs> as I was looking at business expenses, I saw one called repairs and maintenance. My, my brain somehow made a connection to what we're talking about here. What do we do when we work hard at finding awareness and make progress with these triggers and illusions, and then we goof? A mistake happens. Accident. Well, hopefully, we want to repair the reactive interaction and move forward. Is there an expense related to the repair? Yeah. Yes. Certainly an emotional expense, right? But... As we deal with financial expenses, we want to do the same with these emotional expenses and limit them as much as possible. We want to keep the emotional expenditure commensurate with the mistake that was made and the amount of damage that was done. And, you know, when I say this, I'm not suggesting that we limit what we need to feel in the moment. That's not it at all. But to find the awareness to recognize when we're going way down the rabbit hole to a place emotionally where it is difficult to claw our way out. Mm-hmm. So in this case of the couple we were talking about, they reacted and triggered and criticized and defended and reacted and triggered some more, finally saying things neither meant, and then the withdrawal by one or the other. In this case, the wife. She took off. For like four days. She took off and went to the bedroom. Yeah, and they didn't talk. They didn't even text for four days. And they both work at home. At this point, repair is not really on (laughs) either person's to-do list, right? It's just, yeah, not going to happen. It will come, hopefully, 
but it'll it'll be on each individual's terms and timing. You think hmm? people? Do you think people mistake these kinds of things as like a cosmetic thing? You know, like you get a ding in the side of your door and it doesn't need to really be repaired per se. Well, that depends on the person, I would guess, and their own illusions, right? So in this case, I mean, we'll talk about this in a minute, but yeah, good point. The The husband doesn't like to go anywhere emotionally and, and wants to get this fixed as soon as possible and move on, right? So there is that tendency to, to brush it off or, yeah, this is just a ding. We'll fix it. Let's move on. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. that can happen. So one, one person's going to require more time to process this event and feelings than the other one, generally. The variables are many, right? It's, each person's different. Emotions, triggers, illusions, memories, resentments. They're all getting sorted out as they process what happened. If one partner withdraws, I generally find that partner to be an internal processor, a deep feeler. They withdraw because they are feeling overwhelmed or even, you know, frightened by the other. And they just need to think and feel by themselves. In this instance, the husband's illusion of shame got triggered. His parents Always had very high expectations of him when he was growing up. And whatever he did was never good enough. He took this in as a child as being defective and a bad person. And then the shame illusions developed that are still with him today. The painful emotions associated with all this led him to develop a shield of not feeling the pain. And any emotion for that matter. He perceived his life as better that way, and that became part of the illusion, too. As he's gone through life, he has experienced difficulty being perceived as wrong or mistaken and automatically reacts defensively in those situations. Are you talking about my husband? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, this is like, uh uh-huh, go on, go on. Well, the key here is that automatic reaction, right, defensively. Mm-hmm. And, and then for, him, for this guy also, whenever emotions get uncomfortable, they need to go away right away. So whatever it takes, let's get these out of here. Mm-hmm. And this becomes evident when I see a partner very soon after the difficult interaction, <laughs> and, and they'll follow their partner around, you know, hit follower to the bedroom or wherever it is platitudes and rationalizations and imploring them to talk it out. We can work this out. So, and, you know, the partner that was strong, that's the last thing they, they're ready for. Most of the time it makes the situation worse because it appears that he or she is being dismissed again. He just wants to fix it and move on. And, you know, unconsciously, that is exactly what his illusion is hoping for. Let's get this over with. This doesn't There's also a thing feel good. about fault. Yeah? Oh. Like, 
you know, fault seems to come into play. Not that I'm completely throwing my husband under the bus here. Uh, but, you know, the, what you're describing, this behavior, the withdrawal and the internal mm -hmm. processor, unsurprisingly, I'm the one that's like, why are you mad at me? What's going on? Right. And, um, you know, the word fault comes into play, you know, whose fault it is. And I'm like, what if there isn't fault? Well, I propose there, there isn't fault. See, and, I am a good student. Yeah. So, and the reason I say that is these, these two have been working on this, right? Mm -hmm. So over weeks and weeks, they've been discovering each other's triggers and illusions and trying not to trigger or be triggered and, you know, keeping this down and studying and learning about this together so they can improve their relationship. So if one of them goes to fault or blame here, that is like a, I don't know, a red flag, right, for what they've learned because that's one of the things that we've been working on through this process is there's nobody to blame here. I triggered you. You triggered me. This is old stuff. This is illusions from our past. Neither one of us are intentionally trying to hurt the other one. There's no malicious intent here. Yep. And that's no. that's and what that's that's what that Stephen fault. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. And that's what this fault word, blame. That's what it implies, right? Mm -hmm. So, in her case, she had a very frightening relationship trauma with her father while growing up, and that's the source of her illusions. She has spent her life in some continuous state of hypervigilance, really. Even though the, the fear of her father and his reactions aren't there anymore, it's still part of her illusion. And she reacts from that. For her, too, there's also the shame of high expectations from her father she could never reach and an unconscious shield of any kind of expression and anger and resentment of never being heard and no one being aware of her feelings or existence. That's her trigger. His reactions in the moment triggered her trauma defenses as well as her feeling dismissed and unheard, compounded by his need to get things fixed, following her around, let's get this over with. So at this point, both need the time and space to calm down, right? Stop blaming. Return to their awareness of the triggers and illusions that, that they've learned, that they've been working on. And accept accountability for their unconscious behavior. This is important. Accountability for unconscious reactions. Shame doesn't have to have a place in this processing, and it's going to want to pull up a chair if we let it, right? Oh, yeah, and a very comfortable chair. Oh, oh, yeah. So being able to, to realize that we had a part in this, but it was our unconscious reactions that helps us to Stay away from the blame and the defensiveness. 
So while they're both processing on their own, as the emotions subside, they want to turn their awareness to a place of, oh, man, we did it again. That was sneaky. We did it again. We have to lose the criticism, blaming, and defensiveness in order to prepare for the repair. And that's what we're doing here, preparing to fix this. Whatever time it takes for both of them to reach this place. So uh, a a couple of other thoughts on this process, right? Texting repeatedly or calling or sliding notes under the door are not appropriate, okay? It's it's just not going to help. So this is not like the, uh, this is not the time to do the necessarily the texting each other throughout the day and gauging kind of your day. No, no, no. This, this is a time to process and leave the other person alone, basically. And that's really hard for some people, right? If you, oh yeah. It, it, you know, maybe after cooling off time a little bit, maybe a text, right? One. And that text should be, I'm very, very sorry. We'll work through this. That's it. Stop. No more words. No buts. No. If we could have just, no, nothing else. I'm very, very sorry. That's it. The context we are talking about this in is that, is that both partners have been working on triggers, illusions, and awareness, right? They've, they've been working on this stuff and that they've made a mistake. And if that's not the case, the, the repair is going to be more difficult and probably full of resentments, right? And, that, and the couple that's going through this hopefully will find someone to work with to start their understanding of triggers and illusions so they can get away from the blame and the resentments. So if one partner chooses to withdraw by leaving the space, okay, this happens. Getting in the car and driving away. Mm-hmm. It's a bit the more cool down. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit more complicated. As the one at home will experience anxiety about their partner's safety, right? Anybody would. So the text might say, I'm very, very sorry. We'll work through this. Please let me know where you are so I know that you're safe. That's it. No guilt trips, no defensiveness, no begging. Once again, this is in the context of this couple that's been doing this awareness trigger work, and they made a mistake. The situation would be different um, otherwise. Part of that work they've been doing, hopefully, has been or will be going forward that, you know, we don't have to leave the premises or break door jams, right, if we, right. If we uh, have a slip. This type of behavior, right, <laughs> doesn't bode well for repair work, except to the door. Right. Well, and, you know... It means that there's now increased uh, emotional cost of the repair and increased potentially financial (laughs) cost of the repair, right? Yeah. So it increases the emotional cost, right? 
So now we are to the point that we're leaving each other alone to process. That's, that's the idea. We don't Very ma- mature of us. We don't make contact yet. Leave your partner alone and focus on yourself. Feel what you need to feel. Focus on yourself. And as soon as you're able, right? Take some big four, seven, eight breaths and fire up that parasympathetic part of your nervous system that will calm you and bring you down from the emotional dysregulation you are feeling, whether that's anger or resentment, defensiveness, whatever it is, breathe, bring yourself down. As the pressure and this intensity, you know, this subsides, bring into your awareness the emotions and give them a name, right? Here we go back to this awareness piece. Mm-hmm. So you're processing you got yourself calmed down a little bit. I'm feeling whatever it is. Do your best to let go of the blame and resentment and just name what you're feeling. Anger, sadness, disappointment, hopelessness, whatever it is. And sit with it for just a bit. No judgment of yourself or your partner in this moment. Just feel what you are experiencing and put a name to it. And then use your trigger illusion learnings that we've been working on and and, and say to yourself, I got triggered. Maintain a sense of curiosity, right, as you sit with this. Wow, I can't believe that happened. I didn't catch it. He didn't either. We just didn't catch this. This is a time that shame's going to want to snuggle up again. Damn it, I did it again. I'll never get this. No, no, no. We don't want to go there. Catch no, your, and if you go ahead. If you can if you can sit in awareness long enough, you know, the knee-jerk reaction I find is that, you know, I'm like, uh, he did it again. Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, well, how am I feeling about this? And then I, it's like uh, peeling back layers of the artichoke, right? right? And really getting to the heart of it and then realizing like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. This isn't him. This isn't me. This is. I this got is, triggered. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. So, and, and at this moment, be careful not to tell yourself something like, he triggered me. No, 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 no. It's, I got triggered, right? No more blame or anything. I got triggered. Some, his behavior may have triggered me, but I'm the one that got triggered. And as soon as you're able, say to yourself, oh, he got triggered too. We triggered each other. And as you're doing this, continue to be aware of disappointment or shame barging in the door. Hold the awareness of we. This is key in these moments. Not him, not you, but we. We made a mistake. Somehow this snuck up on us. We've done so well. We'll get through this. We'll use this as a learning experience. Bring into your awareness the knowing that there was no malicious intent on your partner's you know, words or behaviors, and in yours either. You got triggered. He got triggered. 
it makes me think of us versus them and the us being, you know, the two of you and the them being the trigger points or the narratives or those things, hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So as these thoughts and the accompanying emotions enter more into your awareness as you're processing here and you're calming down, you'll wonder about, as, as you bring this we awareness in, you're going to wonder about your partner and what he or she is experiencing as, you're, as they're over there processing wherever they are. You're going to, as you think this way, you're going to want to get together and discuss it, what happened, with curiosity and plan for, you know, heading this off at the past next time. What allows this to work is the efforts you both have been injecting into your relationship, specifically around understanding each other's triggers and illusions. You've been working on it. You know what his triggers are. He knows what your triggers are. Oops, we missed this time. Not only does this work help us to maintain and prevent you know, behaviors that we'll regret, I guess, but it helps us to diffuse and prepare to repair when a mistake is made. And this preparation will undoubtedly keep the cost of the repair down, right? So next time we're going to look at the prepare, the repair, now that we've prepared for the repair. I said it. Did it. Okay. So next week we look at the repair. Yeah. And uh, I love that. All right. Well, reminder that if you want to connect with Greg, you can go to KuiperCounseling.com. You can listen to past episodes and learn more about some of these conversations that we're having uh, with regard to awareness and illusions and critical loop. Uh, Greg, what is your always appropriate advice to everyone? Everyone stay aware out there. See you next week.